one of us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. October the 21st, 2015. We've got a great show planned with my guest Tamara Locks representing the Grand River Film Festival and producer, actor, and more, Priya Rayo. And we're going to discuss the state of Canadian filmmaking and what it means to you. Films and documentaries are incredible tools for communication um, and change. Uh, we're going to discuss um, the contribution um, of the film industry and also the challenges um, that it's facing and what's happening in Canada um, to promote the industry, etc. So that's going to be really fun. Um, my guest, Tamara Locks, um, at heart, Tamara is an arts and culture advocate for her community and by profession, the principal owner of DAB, Developing Arts and Business. DAB provides business development and project management services for both artists and creative groups. With over 20 years working in municipal and not-for-profit sectors, Tamara's impact is best seen in the cultivation of dynamic community partnerships and the development of creative programming and special events. Liaising with a multitude of arts and cultural organizations across Waterloo Region, her recent work is focused with the Grand River Film Festival and the Cambridge Symphony Orchestra. Priya Rayo <clears throat> has over 15 years' experience in various areas of the Canadian film and TV industry. She's a Toronto-based actor-producer and will be hosting the upcoming series The Drink for Bell 5 in summer 2016. She produced and starred in the uh, comedic short Raju's Blind Date, which was adapted as a series of radio plays for CBC Radio. In 2004, Priya was awarded the prestigious OMDC Al Waxman Calling Card Grant. She ha has produced and starred in the crowd-funded short film Best Priya and had a four-episode stint on the new series Orphan Black, airing on Space Channel in spring 2013. Her feature film, Kush Kush in the Bush, is a romantic comedy being directed by Richie Mehta. As head of content at the Banff World Television Festival, she's conceptualized and programmed a schedule of panels and workshops focusing on television and digital media. In addition to her role overseeing the logistics and execution of the film over film of the festival overall, Priya was integral in the creation and launch of Can West Showrunner Training Program and the Telefilm TV 360 program and brought top tier U.S. agents out to BAMP for the first time in 2009. Prior to joining BAMP, she spent three years with the Canadian Film Center's Worldwide Short Film Festival programming the short films Big Ideas Symposium, and was Director of Programming for Toronto's Rendezvous with Madness Film Festival. She has also programmed and produced Primetime in Ottawa, Real Screen Conference, and Playback Summit. Welcome, uh, Tamara. 
Thank you. And welcome, Bria. Hi, thanks for having me. That's wonderful. Um, before we get into the you know the heavier subjects, Tamara, will you tell us a bit about what is going on at the Grand River Film Festival? Because we're very excited um, that that is just on our doorstep, and uh, we we want to really share what's going on there. Absolutely, I'd be happy to share that. Um, we are celebrating our ninth year this year. The festival takes place November 2nd to the 7th. Uh, we're at venues across Waterloo Region, uh, which is really exciting. We have a, a new direction to bring the festival into the cores of downtown Cambridge and downtown Kitchener. And uh, we're really interested to see how that uh, parlays into beginning to create a festival district for the festival Um more engaged with our community, our galleries, restaurants, and um, local shops. So we're very excited about this year's initiative. And, of mm. course, what's even more exciting is the film lineup. <laughs> um, we have a right. great focus on Canadian film and local film in particular. Um, and I'll, would you like me to run through the program day by day or just an overview of some highlights? Well, give us some highlights at this at this point. We will hear from you again, you know, closer to the end of the show, and and make sure people know where they can get tickets and all of that. But I think if you, you know, give us some highlights and and share where they can get tickets right now, and um and we'll come back to it again at the end. Okay, sounds great. So let's start with opening night because that is probably um, one of my most favorite programs. We are screening mm-hmm. the world premiere of Subi Dance Drum Dream. It's a locally produced documentary by filmmakers Paul Franciscetti and Paul Campbell. And they last fall went to Uganda with the local team Dream for Uganda to visit the Cambridge Secondary School in Kyangara. Um, this is an art school focused for um, high school students to develop their creative side and obviously a great opportunity for the students there. And what is even more exciting is that some of the kids from the Subi Fusion Group, which is the... Uh, Performing arts team from the school are here in Waterloo Region visiting from Uganda this month, and they'll be performing after the screening of the film uh, at our opening night celebration. Um, of course, with an, an sorry, with an initiative like this, um, we get lots of people involved, and uh, one of our local artists, Lori Wan for Nolan, was at one of their events last weekend, and she did a live performance painting of the kids um, while they were performing at the Regional Museum, and that will be up for auction at the opening night as well with 100% of the proceeds going back to the school. Great. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, yes, we also have and, some and, great... And the, uh, I think the uh, the kids' dancing is going to be, that's going to be a huge, <laughs> you know, to, it, to see that, to actually see the kids dancing after the showing of the film is, is going to be amazing. Oh, it's so powerful. I saw them um, rehearsing the KW Symphony, and I couldn't stop smiling the whole time. They are just so <laughs> energetic and enthusiastic and so happy to be here and, you know, sharing and learning. It, I think that's a big part of it, too. So, yeah, it's yeah. definitely a not not to be missed for the festival this year. Right, right. Um, some of the other things that we're focusing on this year is uh, documentary films are just becoming increasingly better films to watch, and uh, we're really excited about some of the docs we have coming to Griff. Uh, Hi to Gwai on the Edge of the World is a Canadian documentary that screened at Hot Docs and won their um, top $10,000 prize. It's also just done incredibly well at the Vancouver International Film Festival with three standing room-only screenings. 
We'll be doing a Skype Q&A with the director, Charles Wilkinson, uh, who lives in BC after the film, and it's a fantastic film. Uh, There's a lot of environmental films out there right now that talk about what's wrong with the state of mm-hmm. what we're doing here on this planet. And this film is really taking a look at the positive steps the Haida Gwaii Nation is um, taking to preserve their lands and their people um, out in BC. Mm-hmm. And so we're really excited to bring that film to the festival. Uh, the other one is uh, the Amina Profile, which screened at uh, TIFF, and it's part of our TIFF Film Circuit film program. And uh, that will be on Friday, November excuse me, 6th at the University of Waterloo School of Architecture, Cambridge campus. And uh, it's a really interesting documentary. I don't want to talk too much about the synopsis. I encourage people to go to our website and check out the film trailers. Mm -hmm. But again, another really strong Canadian film um, by Sophie de Raspe from Quebec. Mm -hmm. Um, And what is... um, I mean, you're just... This is just a few of the things that that are um, going to be presented. So we do want to really encourage people to go to the website and take a look around for um, the you know the films that interest them. Um, tell us a little bit about the clothing night as well. Sure, um, another great Canadian film. Um, Jerry, Jeremy Lalonde is an independent film producer or director. From Canada, this is his third feature. It's a comedy, so we're happy to end the festival with a great night of um, laughter, good times, and celebration. We're screening his film, How to Plan an Orgy in a Small Town. <laughs> and, and the title's fun, um, and yep. I'll tell you, the film is, is great fun. It's swept across Canada at major festivals, Atlantic, Cinefest, Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. Um, and we'll be screening that, as I said, as our closing night, uh, which will be capped with a band, uh, Long Range uh-huh. Hustle, out of Toronto. So one of the things I'm loving about this year's festival is all of our events are $15 for adults, $10 for students and seniors, which is a great opportunity to come out and not only see good films, but to engage with our community um, through the extra programming we have around the films and to celebrate film culture, I think. Uh, we get so caught up watching everything on our iPhones and our iPads at home. It's nice to be back mm-hmm. into a theater and um, sharing the oohs and ahs of a great film with our community. Mm-hmm. It's 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 um it's almost a tradition now, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh that's great. Um, and what is the uh, what is the website for that, Tamara? It's G R F F. So acronym for Grand River Film Festival dot ca. Um, all the information you need about the films are there. Synopsis, links to film trailers, schedules, um, uh, ticket information. You can link right onto our ticketing website. You can also um, we have a great partnership with Scotiabank this year. You can purchase tickets downtown Galt and downtown Kitchener. Um, and every ticket purchased at Scotiabank will be matched with a donation back to the film festival, which is a really wonderful opportunity for us. That's great. Um, now we'll we'll turn to Priya and we'll we'll get into um, this discussion. And um, you know, Tamara, please uh, feel free to take part in the discussion as well. Um, okay. Priya, um, tell me a little bit about the Trailblazer Award um, and the Real World Film Festival um, for promoting diversity on screen. What was that about? Well, every year they select people who are actively working in film and um, 
making great contributions. It's it's a great honor to be chosen by that jury uh, and just the groups of the peers that select you as well as the group of peers that are also winners of the award every year. We have some fantastic people, Jennifer Podemski, um, just names that you would recognize if you're in the film industry, if you watch Canadian films. It's, it's a real honor, as I say, to be amongst that group of people who are selected every year. And Tanya Lee Williams, famous from YNR, playing Dr. Olivia on YNR. She's the founder of that festival, so she herself is an hmm. incredible trailmaker, trailblazer. That's great. And um, I, I see in, in some of your information this first weekend club. What is the first weekend club? The First Weekend Club is an organization that was established, created by Anita Adams out in Vancouver. She really saw the need for an organization that would support and promote Canadian films to Canadian audiences because that's really what uh, what the film industry here is lacking. It's not the creativity. It's not the fantastic storytelling. We have all of that. It's the audiences and getting them out to the theaters. As hmm. Tamara was saying, you know, it, being part of that theater experience is still something I think most of us really enjoy, enjoying a film with friends and strangers and finding that you laugh at the same things or different things. That experience is something that brings us together as audiences. But the first weekend specifically is crucial to a film's success here in Canada because it is what will guarantee or not you your film being in the theater for a second, third, and consecutive weeks. So we really try to push people to get out for that all-important first weekend. And uh, we do that through social media, through email lists uh, with our membership, through our united front with organizations across Canada. We really just try to get people out, see those films on the first weekend, make sure that our films are staying in, in, in theaters longer than just one week, because we're mm-hmm. not just about Hollywood blockbusters here in Canada. We are making some amazing films, and we should go out and support our own films. Yes, for sure. Um, we've come up to time to take a break, so we will do that, and we'll hear more about this uh, when we come back. Priya. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. The Grand River Film Festival is ramping up for a great week Monday, November 2nd to Saturday, November 7th. There's something for everyone. A world's premiere with costumes and dancers, live music, documentaries, drama, and thrills. Get your all-access pass and see it all. Or choose your favorites at www.grff.ca. Tickets are available at Scotiabank locations downtown Cambridge and Kitchener for your convenience. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. 
or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Step Right with Lynn. I'm your host, Lynn Wedham. You're listening to a, a to zen.fm. Today the subject is the state of Canadian filmmaking, and my guests are Priya Rayo, actor, director, and more, and Tamara Locks, representing the Grand River Film Festival. Uh, so, Priya, you've just begun, I think, to um, to kind of touch on the challenges facing the film industry and um, the first weekend club being a way of um, of addressing some of those. So, what are some of the challenges that are facing the film industry? Well, of course, being here in Canada, we don't have a studio system, so money is always the number one challenge. I would say that's also the opportunity with technology these days. You really don't need access to a lot of money for making mm-hmm. your first film and breaking out into the industry. So it's a double-edged sword. We have some fantastic filmmakers who are able to do very great movies with very little money. So it's, mm. uh, it's really exciting to see Ingrid Veninger is well-known for her ability to do so much on so little. So that is the primary challenge, I think, is money. However, audiences are another challenge, and that is, again, the reason for First Weekend Club being established. And what we're constantly fighting for is just encouraging people to come out and see more and more Canadian films. So one of the thing you're one of the things that you're talking about is investment. Mm-hmm. That that there you know sometimes it's it's a challenge to find the money to invest in the films, um, and the other thing that the challenge is the audiences, but everybody can help with that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we might not all be able to finance a film, but we can all we can all uh, um, show up and uh, and and take part in uh, being audience to support these films. Uh, definitely. And I think people will be surprised to, if they haven't seen a Canadian film in a long time, if they cannot name the last Canadian film that they've seen, I think they'll be really surprised by the by what's happening in the Canadian industry. We have amazing comedies, documentaries, uh, features. We've been nominated for Best Foreign Film at the Oscars several times. We have so many films and filmmakers to be proud of. And you can see just at the Grand River Film Festival, there are some um, there are amazing films in the lineup. Last year, Monsoon by Sterla Gunnarsson, a beautiful documentary about the monsoon season in India. Uh, Deanne Foley with her film, A Double Happiness. Like There are just so many great comedies. Everything you want, might want to see in a film is available in the Canadian film market. Mm-hmm. And, and I just want to, sorry, Lynn, I uh, just wanted to sure. jump in and say, yes, I echo that. Um, we have fantastic filmmaking here in this country. And if we could spend more dollars on marketing it as well as um, films from the States do, people would just see it as a natural um, course to go out and take in Canadian films. But Priya's right, it is really hard to get people out. And with busy schedules and the advent of technology to watch things at home, it makes it, I think, doubly hard. Uh, which is where our film festivals and groups like First Weekend Club can really um, help educate the public about how times have changed and opportunities out there to engage more meaningfully with Canadian film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
When you look at marketing budgets, if you look at a typical Hollywood film and even a low-budget Hollywood film, their marketing budget is probably more than the entire production budget of the typical Canadian film. So really the odds are not in our favor uh, in terms of having the finances to get the word out. So we really have to be strategic and thoughtful about other ways to get the word out about film. Mm -hmm. It almost sounds like it's a well-kept secret. It's the best kept secret. <laughs> you really want to be part of this club. What's that? You definitely want to be part of the club that knows the secret of great Canadian films. So it's uh, definitely a well kept secret, but everybody's welcome to be part of it. Right, right. And and I, I guess that's uh, that's what we're that's what we're offering today is an invitation to to be part of it, to be part of the Grand River Film Festival, and um, and to to support these films in in other um, other ways as well, um, Priya, one of your newest projects is the launch of Canada Screens uh, VOD streaming service. Um, tell me what that is, um, and then why, and and what can we expect? For sure, First Weekend Club. First of all, I should say the website there is FirstWeekendClub.ca, uh, and. Oh, good. You can visit our website to find out what films are playing in theaters wherever you are across the country. Canada Screens was created because some films simply will not make it to theatrical distribution. The theatrical distribution in Canada is a very tough market to crack, and some films just are not going to be able to get to that uh, mm-hmm. to that wide market. So those films still need to be seen. They still deserve to be seen, and Anita decided that she needed to create a way for people to be able to access Canadian films anywhere, anytime. So CanadaScreens.ca is the only VOD service dedicated exclusively to Canadian films. And we have amazing films there. We have incredible uh, celebrity curators. For example, Sarah Pauly, Tatiana Maslany, Jason Priestley, Paul Gross, Michael Dowse. We have amazing lineup of celebrity curators who have pick their own list of films that they recommend that you watch. So this is a place you can go on. It's a rainy Saturday night. You just don't feel like heading out to the theaters. And you want mm-hmm. to discover some new or older titles that you may not be familiar with. CanaScreens.ca is where you'll find an amazing variety of films. And you can download them and watch them wherever you are in the comfort of your own home, your pajamas, and your blankets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're offering both. You're offering first weekend club to let people know where they can go to the theater and canadascreen.ca is where they can go for the pajama <laughs> for the pajama experience pajama party yeah yeah absolutely we have to be responsive to what audiences want and nowadays people want to be able to do and watch whatever they want whenever they want and however they want to watch it and you simply mm-hmm. have to be reactive to those desires and there are many times when I just have to see a film on the big screen with a bunch of friends Um, Mm -hmm. but there are times when I'm you know sick and I've got the flu and I want to be entertained at home and I don't want to watch crappy daytime television so we we are able to satisfy both of those desires Mm-hmm. Um, I had not. Uh, I was not aware of CanadaScreens.ca, so I am going to uh, check that out for sure. Um, so, with in with that, um, is is there anything else that that 
that we should know about CanadaScreens.ca? Well, with both of First Week in Club and CanadaScreens.ca, if you sign up to be a member, uh, you will receive the newsletters on First Week in Club side that will tell you all of what's happening across the country. So it will keep you in the loop if you don't have time to visit the website. And mm-hmm. CanadaScreens.ca, well, if you subscribe, we have we often have some special treats for our members there, and we have something really cool coming up for Halloween. So I would recommend that your listeners mm. sign up for CanadaScreens.ca and that you can watch your great films whenever you want to, but you'll also be able to access the special offers that we have exclusively for members. Wow, that sounds uh, very interesting, um, especially when um, you know a lot of the a lot of the program that we might be getting by by satellite. I'm in the country, so we don't have um, you know we don't have access to some of the things that people would have in the in the city. It's certainly. Um, there seems to be less and more and more channels, more and more stuff, and and less and less, and less to, to watch. Less to watch, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's very. It seems like it's a very, um, very difficult thing to, uh, to find something to watch sometimes. Uh, we've got a question in the chat room uh, for you, Priya. Um, She's asking, um, how will the current election impact the Canadian film industry? Do we see any changes? Um, are we hopeful of any changes? Uh, definitely. This is this was a huge sigh of relief for artists across the country, not just in <laughs> film, but in stage, in in creative arts and visual arts. The Liberal Party has made some incredible promises, and the country is watching and waiting with bated breath to to hope that they they live up up to those promises. They have um, promised to put much more money back into the CBC, into Telefilm, into the Canada Council for the Arts. So it was a great day for Canada and a great day for arts in Canada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yes, and... You know, I I couldn't list the things that all of the things that there have been cuts to, but um, certainly the uh, certainly the CBC was a concern for sure. Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So thank you, Rayo, for that question. That was a good that was a good question, especially because Rayo is not here in Canada, <laughs> so she's she's aware of what's happening. That's something. Wow. <laughs> um. So what are some of your favorite Canadian films? This this is a list that I could take up the entire half hour with, but uh, some of my more recent favorites, um, The F Word, starring Daniel Radcliffe, definitely, definitely one of my favorite romantic comedies of all time, not just my favorite Canadian romantic oh. comedies. So it is one that you must check out. Um Jeremy Lalonde, who has his film Closing the Festival, I really enjoyed Sex After Kids, which was his previous film uh, a couple of years ago. Deanne Foley's Double Happiness, again, a real real charmer. Cast No Shadow, which was another um, East Coast film, was an amazing, very artistically shot, beautiful film, uh, sort of a fairy tale gone bad, uh, a really, really <laughs> great film. Um, there are so many fantastic films and filmmakers that it's really hard to limit. But um, Mr. Lazar, which was a few years ago, again, was a fantastic film. In Her Place by 
uh, a couple, which was just last year, I think it was, in her place. Oh, my goodness. But that was by Albert Shin, and it's a beautiful, beautiful look at him. What I love about what so many filmmakers are doing is that they're finding specific stories. And although In Her Place was a story about a Korean uh, protagonist, the story itself is universal. And and that's something that I think Canadian filmmakers do extremely well. So there are just, Mm -hmm. the list goes on and on, some fantastic filmmakers. Terrific. Terrific. Um, I think that we'll we'll stop now for a break, and um, and we'll hear more about um, um, maybe some of the things that are coming up that um, that we would like to uh, to share with the listeners as well. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Len focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. The Grand River Film Festival is ramping up for a great week, Monday, November 2nd to Saturday, November 7th. There's something for everyone. A world premiere with costumes and dancers, live music, documentaries, drama, and thrills. Get your all-access pass and see it all. Or choose your favorites at www.grff.ca. Tickets are available at Scotiabank locations, downtown Cambridge and Kitchener, for your convenience. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to our show today. This is Step Right with Lynn on A2Zen.fm. That's A number 2ZEN.fm. I'm Lynn Wedham. I'm your host. Uh, we've been talking with our guests Priya Rio and Tamara Locks about the state of Canadian filmmaking and what it means to you. Um, Tamara, um, would you have any films that you'd like to add to Priya's list of favorites? Oh, it really depends on the day and what my mood is, but I have to <laughs> echo, I really did like the F word. I thought that was great. Um, Sarah Pauly's Stories We Tell was a really strong film that I went into with very little expectations, but I still think about it till today, and it just really uh-huh. resonated with me for some reason. Um, I love comedy, so Don McKellar's The Grand Seduction is a top favorite, um, Bone Cop, Bad Cop with Colm Fior and Patrick Huard um, stand out top of list. I love Men with Brooms. Leslie Nielsen is great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the list goes on and on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, hopefully um, 
your enthusiasm and Priya's enthusiasm will encourage some people to to check these out. Um, we had the first weekend's club website, uh, canadascreens.ca, and subscribing to that newsletter so that people can um, take advantage of special offers and uh, just being in the know about new things that are coming up. Um, Priya, are there some emerging Canadian filmmakers that you've got your eye on right now? Definitely. There are there are so many people across the country that it's hard to keep track of these people, but when you're at a film festival like TIFF, you know, you see these little gems that are, you know these people are going to have long careers. Um, Albert Shin definitely, with his partner, his producing-slash-directing partner, Igor, Igor Jerlika, I always get that last name wrong, and I always try to get it right. But they are—they have a really unique uh, thing going for them. That each year, one of them, or every two years, one of them will direct a film, and the other one will produce it for them. So they're a great, really solid filmmaking team, and they're producing and directing some really beautiful films ab- about people, like just really small, intimate films about people at a certain point in their lives, and just. Gorgeous filmmaking there. Jeremy Lalonde again is just one that I think is a, a lot of fun. He has he makes films fun, and I think for people who are under the impression that Canadian films are very serious or very art house, if you go to see a Jeremy Lalonde film, I think you will see that we can make you laugh as much as we can make you think. Um, there was a great film at TIFF this year, Fire Song, and the director of that. I think he's going to be one to watch. That's going to be a really interesting film, too. It takes place on a reservation and uh, about a, a young Aboriginal man who's trying to forge his own path. It's coming-of-age film, and I think people will be very impressed with uh, what comes forth from that filmmaker as well. So there are just lots of filmmakers, great filmmakers across the country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um could ask you both to um to comment on this uh on this topic um speak a little bit about documentaries as a means of communication as a way of communicating a message um as a means to promote change um speak a bit about the power of film we'll start with you priya Sure. Uh, wow, that's a great question. I think we could talk about that with fiction films as well as with documentaries. Documentaries just have a different way of approaching how they impact people. So mm-hmm. with Monsoon, for example, uh, which was just a sumptuous film to watch, I think it transports you into another world, another life, and just lets you see the world through the eyes of those subjects. So Monsoon, to see that film through the eyes of the different people that were depicted in that film, a young girl with her family sort of trying to stave off the the monsoon and just live through it, uh, weather forecasters, and it really just puts you in the shoes of people in parts of the world that you may never have visited, in, in lifestyles you may never have even known existed, I think it really mm-hmm. opens up your, your minds and your hearts to what people are living through and with every day across the world. Right. So in in that way, you're talking about that fiction film um, 
as a as a way of making people feel what people might be feeling in the case of a natural disaster. So I would think that the next time um, that I heard about a natural disaster, I might feel a little bit differently than I had with, before seeing the film. Would you think? I that think it might true? give you a little bit. It might give you a little bit more of an insight into what that experience is like because you, for example, refer to it as natural disaster. A lot of the people in India view the monsoon as a welcome release from oh. the heat that they're experiencing, oh, okay. and it's a real celebration. So it's. I, I think that you've exactly proven what I'm trying to to uh, vocalize is that you may have one thought about. Uh, particular instance or event and to experience it through somebody else's eyes opens your mind to a completely different point of view and perspective right right um so in that case you're you're saying the power of fiction can be just as much as the power of a documentary i'm actually just saying the reverse that the power of a documentary can be as much as the power of um a fiction because I think most people mm-hmm. look at fiction films as something that's going to either break their heart or make them laugh or scare them, you know, that it will transport mm-hmm. them to a feeling of some sort. But oftentimes we think of documentaries as just being informative, as just talking mm-hmm. to us, trying to tell us something and trying to educate us. But it's not only that and sometimes it might not be that at all it might just be wanting to open your mind or your heart to a different experience through a real life situation and experience mm-hmm. so um there's a, a crossover of entertainment and creative ways to um express a message would would that be accurate i i'd say that's a great way of putting it yes wonderful and i and I think yeah. that comes across in the way the documentaries are being made now, too. Um, if you think back to, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and especially when you're in school watching documentaries, they were very mm-hmm. informative, more news clippy than anything. But now they're really more about the storyline and the narrative. And I saw that with the Canadian film uh, Hadwin's Judgment at Hot Docs. You know, part of it was an interesting um narrative storytelling piece incorporated with present-day interviews, so really changing up the way the films are made and incorporating different filmmaking techniques into the documentary film um, I think is really interesting, and I'll echo Priya about Monsoon. It is an incredibly beautiful film to watch, and you can get caught up in the visuals of it, let alone the uh, message that it's trying to convey. Mm-hmm. And 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 I guess you know you you talk about techniques and of course technology uh, is has made a great deal of difference as well right it's making a film today is not what it was ten years fifteen years twenty years ago definitely sure. the industry changes yeah sorry go ahead sorry go ahead I was just going to say the industry changes so quickly when it comes to technology we see that even just with our kids and what they use at home let alone what's happening in the film world where um, the options are so much greater. Yeah. I, re- I remember... I was just going mention that uh, most films were made on film back 15 uh-huh. years ago. Uh, <laughs> and nowadays, that's actually the exception rather than the rule. 
Yeah. Um, I remember um, one of our directors um, at at one of the Grand River Film Festivals, you know, he talked about the first camera he bought and how big it was. And, and you know, it, you know, he'd sit it on his shoulder and, you, you know, you, you had to be a muscle man to carry mm-hmm. your, 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 uh, your camera. And then, uh, you know, just a few years later, what he had invested in was, uh, was passe, and you know we'd moved on to uh, um, all these new new ways, the the digital and and all of that, uh, um, which you know anyone can relate to just because of what you know what has gone from you know a large camera taking still shots even to you know what we can do on our our cell phones now is uh, mm-hmm. um, the quality we get has certainly certainly come a long long. A long, long way. Um, so, what are the you know what are the main things that you would like to share with our listeners, Priya? What what do you really want people to know about Canadian film? I, I would say the main thing I'd want people to know is that we are on par with filmmaking anywhere in the world. And again, I would just like to say that a lot of people may think that Canadian films are really depressing, uh, you know, we had this sort of reputation of being very depressing, very art house films that weren't approachable, that weren't accessible, that were too uh, intelligent, not intelligent, but the word, you know, too Serious. cerebral, too cerebral. That uh-huh. is not true anymore. I think you will find that quality of film, absolutely, but you will find films that will make you scream with laughter, with horror. We're great at genre films. We're great at comedy um, and, and let's not forget that a lot of the biggest comedians in Hollywood have been Canadian. So we do comedy pretty well. Martin mm-hmm. Short, Catherine O'Hara, John Candy, you know, the list goes on and on. So we do comedy exceptionally well in this country. But we're Absolutely. also doing some really beautiful films, beautiful small films that are really quiet and just about uh somebody going through one specific thing in their life, whether it's a documentary, whether it's a fiction. There's just a breadth of amazing films in this country. And for anyone, again, who cannot remember the last Canadian film they have seen, I challenge you to go see something in the films or watch something on CanadaScreams.ca, and you will be amazed. Wonderful. And uh, and we have a message in in the chat room that says that uh, you have intrigued me to go check out the websites and watch some Canadian films. So uh, I'm sure mission that accomplished. Then what? Sorry, what was that? Mission accomplished. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yes, for sure. Um, it's time now. We're going to go to another short break, and uh, we will. Um, chat with both of you about what's coming up at the Grand River Film Festival um, the first week of November. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm.
The Grand River Film Festival is ramping up for a great week, Monday, November 2nd to Saturday, November 7th. There's something for everyone. A world premiere with costumes and dancers, live music, documentaries, drama, and thrills. Get your all-access pass and see it all. Or choose your favorites at www.grff.ca. Tickets are available at Scotiabank locations, downtown Cambridge and Kitchener, for your convenience. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. This is Lynn Wedham. The show is Step Right with Lynn, and we are on A to Zen.fm. Today we're learning about the Canadian film industry and the upcoming Grand River Film Festival with my guests, uh, Priya Rayo and Tamara Locks. Um, Priya, a little bit about film festivals. Why are film festivals uh, still important today? Well, that's where most filmmakers will have the opportunity to have their film screened on a large screen. Again, because theatrical distribution is so tough in this country, if you want to see a great variety of amazing films, you must go to film festivals because they are discovering the new talent. They are also still appreciating the talent that has established itself. It's really where you're going to get the best mix of films, of uh, emerging filmmakers and established filmmakers. Okay. Tamara, would you comment? For sure, um, and that is so important, and it's also important for the communities the film festivals are in. Um, it provides an opportunity not only for emerging and established filmmakers, but for our younger filmmakers in the community. Um, with GRIF, we have some different programs in place to support the youth um, and their film initiatives. It supports, obviously, economic development, local business and tourism, and it also brings, again, that idea of bringing community together, um, stimulating thought and discussion, inspiring community collaboration, and those are all you know, intangible things, but they're what makes a community so great. And I think a film festival can bring a sense of um, identity and place to a community as well. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, so, Priya, you will be involved in the uh, film festival this year. What will you be doing? I'm very happy to be invited back for my second year. Last year I was hosting the Q- Q&A following uh, Double Happiness as well as following Monsoon two amazing conversations with the filmmakers both present. And this year, I'm really looking forward to chatting with Jeremy Lalonde after his film on the closing night. So we're definitely going to have a good time. I know Jeremy well from Toronto. Uh, We're going to have some some fun. If you're in the audience, please feel free to ask questions. But I think it's going to be a great night. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like uh, a lot of fun that that night. So we've got a great opening um, with... um, Subi Dance Drum Dream um, and and their uh, um, and and bringing the kids in to see them too, uh, as well as um, the the closing night. Um, a lot going on that night as well. Um, 
what else can you add, Tamara, about the Grand River Film Festival? What do you want to make sure that our listeners know about the film festival? Well, for anybody who's interested in um, film creation and our young filmmakers in the community, and when I say young, I don't just mean by age, I mean by just starting out in the film industry. Uh, We have two great programs on Saturday, November 7th. It's what we kind of consider our industry day. So at 9 o'clock in the morning, uh, we are partnering with the City of Cambridge Economic Development Department. Uh, We're funded through the TD Bank Group and also have sponsorship through Ed Video Media Art Centre and Fiden Pens to host a workshop on um, the Cineku experience. So Cineku is an annual competition where film teams from across Canada can pitch their film idea and the winning film gets a million dollars to produce their film. Last year's competition, there were 35 finalists with eight teams from Waterloo Region, which is incredible um, Mm -hmm. to note that we have such a strong um, industry, sorry, such a strong independent film base here. Um, So the panel Mm -hmm. is going to feature four of the teams. They're going to talk about the experience. Um, What happens with Cineku is you have to do a bunch of challenges online and uh, you move on to the next round um, through votes from the public. Unfortunately, none of our teams won the final grand prize, but a lot of them made it to the top 10. So again, it'll be a great opportunity for filmmakers, not only from across Waterloo Region, but, you know, within an hour's driving distance, it's definitely worth um, the opportunity. For $10, they can come to the event. It also includes a free lunch hosted by the Mayor of Cambridge, Mayor Doug Craig, and it provides you with a free ticket to our next program that's in the afternoon, our Short Shorts Screening and Awards So each year we host a short film competition. Mm -hmm. This year we had 85 submissions from across Canada. There are 11 finalists that will be featured and the winners will be announced. Um, So we're really excited about that program um, as well. And it's a great way, like I said, to come out and see what's up and coming um, in filmmaking and to support our local talent. Mm Mm-hmm. And and what's what's the date of the evening when um, people could hear the discussion that uh, Priya is going to be involved in? Uh, same day, Saturday, November seventh. It's our closing uh, film called How to Plan an Orgy in a Small Town. Mm-hmm. And where is that one located? That's taking place at the Cambridge Community Players in the Galt Core of Cambridge. Wonderful. So a lot of exciting things um, are coming up there. Um, so quickly to us now, I believe that we have uh, put out, if if people are not aware of what's going on with Canadian film, and as we've said, it is the best kept secret, um, I think that we have put out an invitation to a whole new world there. Um, first with the First Weekend Club website, we've invited them to join there, canadascreens.ca, um, subscribe, get on the newsletter, um, and and be informed of uh, different promotions and things that are that are going on there. Uh, all sounds wonderful, as well as the Grand River Film Festival, grff.ca. That's the place to go where you can find out uh, what's going on, choose the films that you want. Um, Tamara, tell us about the All Access Pass. Yes, um, for $80, the All Access Pass gets you into every event we host between Monday and Saturday. So for those who really want to immerse themselves in some great film um, programming, that would be the way to go. It's a no-brainer in terms of the value of the um, the cost. So mm-hmm. 
You can purchase um, that online on our website. And actually, how many events are there? Oh, uh, we have eight feature film screenings, an industry workshop, and our short film competition screening and awards. Yeah, so so that's really a lot, um, a lot that you're open to with the All Access Pass. It is. Yeah. Great value, and it also supports the film festival as well, right? Because um, um, you know we're looking to to the to the communities to support the film festival, so that the film festival can be strong and grow and continue to uh, contribute to the community. You hit it right so, on the head, Lynn. <laughs> so thank you, Priya, for being with us today. It's it's been such a pleasure. Wonderful. And Tamara, um thanks to both of you for taking the time to be with us today uh to inform us about the Canadian film industry, uh give us some real opportunity to um to experience it. Um and also to learn about uh, the Grand River Film Festival. So I I think it's just wonderful that we have outlined so many ways uh for people to experience Canadian film. I think it's uh I think it's clear and I think you've given us something to really be excited about. Uh so again, thank you both for being with us today. So, uh remember, you can always send me an email, lynn at stepright.ca. I'm here to help. Um if you missed any of the links or websites or anything, um please let me know. I will get you hooked up. Um I'm always here um for uh you know a free 30 minute telephone conversation to get you started on your path to achieving your goals and dreams. Uh that's lynn at stepright.ca, l y n n at stepright uh, .ca, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T is Stepright. So Lynn at Stepright.ca, um, give me a shout anytime. I'd love to hear your comments about the show, um, topics you'd like to hear more about. Um, if you have ideas for show topics, uh, I would just love to hear from you. So remember, this is Lynn Wedham. The show is Stepright with Lynn. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time.